I had a hobby too. Mine happened to be guns and ballistics. I studied guns and ballistics as much as I could and I wrote an article about high velocity. So out of all my years working at Weatherby, the last five have been some of the most exciting. Working with Adam, with him running the company. And to think that I get the opportunity of carrying on my grandfather's legacy 75 years later here in Sheridan, Wyoming. I mean, it really is a dream come true. On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. Welcome back to On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. Uh, A week ago, we announced a pretty significant milestone in Weatherby's company history. Our third action in 78 years? Third action in... Yeah. Well, in in total oh, yeah. in total time, and then basically our first action in fifty years. Yeah. So it's been a been a bit of a ride. So it's been good. We're one week into this. So. Yeah. So joined today. So uh, well, last week it was Adam. We talked about kind of the the why, the reason we introduced this new model three hundred seven. Today it's going to be a little more nerdy. We're going to get into a little technical deep dive into the nuts and bolts of the model three hundred seven. So we've got Tyler, our marketing manager. Ryan, lead design engineer. Yep, uh, he's that's the, a cool title. He's the yeah. brains behind this, uh, <laughs> which is which is important. And then Jared Smithurst, just gun nerd is probably the best way to put that. I call him Gun Wikipedia. Mm, Technically, he is one of our product managers here at Weatherby, and uh, he's becoming a regular. If you get- ever meet him at a show, I dare you to try to stump him with a gun <laughs> question. Oh no. <laughs> And challenge is on. Challenge is open. Okay, so uh, Ryan, I'm gonna I'm gonna direct a lot of questions your way. So I hope you you're ready. Um, give us just a little rundown on kind of your your take on what this model 307 is. Obviously, it's a 700 clone. We'll call it. You know, it's a, yeah. it's in the Remington 700 footprint. But past that, like, what's unique about it? So we took that Remington 700 platform. What the things we liked about it and basically made it our own, made it more manufacturable, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, beefed up on, on some things, uh, that, that we thought made sense for this, um, for a hunting rifle. So looking at this tubular design, um, action, uh, so the tubular yep, design, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm yep. like notorious. I just interrupt yep. a lot. Uh, so a standard 700 has like a scallop on the back. Yep. Uh, for the back scope mount. So this would not use a standard 700 scope mounts. I, I think on our packaging, it's going to say uh, uh, Stiller slash Savage style because mm-hmm. it is a full cylinder That's right. front to rear. Full cylinder front to rear. 840 screws and the top end here. Um, so you're getting a little beefier screw um, holding whatever mounting device you're going to be using. Um, and then going in, so we've got a um, action and we are pre-hardening that so that we aren't seeing any movement after heat treat, um, after after machining. Yep. So this thing's gonna stay super straight for us. And then we've got a in here Cerakoted bolt, and that's also pre-hardened um, before machining. Um, so we're keeping su- super tight tolerances on these um, both of these inter- interfacing pieces. 
Um, the uh, the receiver body has an external bolt release. That's that's uh, right. We we talked about where we wanted it intentionally. Like it's pretty high on the receiver body compared to others on the market. So pretty much any aftermarket stock, you shouldn't have any uh, interference. Total clearance, clearance there. Issues. Yeah, total yeah. clearance there. But it, it is pretty intuitive um, location for it when you're using this thing. Um, and then if we can go into the bolt now. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. So we've got uh, a toolless takedown on this bolt here. So you can get to your firing assembly, uh, firing pin assembly pretty quick here and, and do what cleaning you need to in the field. Um, no no sp specific Remington 700 uh, tools that you need to buy for this thing. Um, so that if you're uh, if you're just listening to this podcast, like he just while he was talking about that, he took the bolt down and then put it back together, like all <laughs> the way down to the uh, firing pin and firing pin springs. Yeah. So. so we're just in a cock position here, a little bit of pressure um, on that firing pin, uh, that shroud, the firing pin assembly, and you know we got three pieces in my hand here, just mm -hmm. like that. That that's pretty cool. So that's like. For a guy like me who, who is dangerous enough to, to get into some of this stuff, it's good for, like, maintenance or if you're, you know, you know drop your gun into that's the water what, or something like that. That's what I think of in, like, the worst, yeah. worst possible situation if you dunk your gun. And uh, I've been on a few hunts in Alaska, or I haven't done it yet, but I've seen it done. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a nightmare to try to clean all the water out, and especially if you have freezing conditions at night. Like, you want to get that yeah. stuff out of yeah. there, plus corrosion. So that makes it super easy to do that. How does it compare to, like, other actions, like a 700? So, we're yeah, we were pretty excited about this um, being toolless. But, yeah, with 700, you're, you've got to use a, uh, a, a specialty tool to, to take that thing apart um, to compress that that caulking piece and then then take the the bolt apart so one of the one of the things in the development of this tool free takedown system we're we wanted to make sure that the the bolt handle cannot be removed when it's basically the bolt is in the closed position that's right so uh you probably would be a little more um a little more better yeah <laughs> at describing so, yeah, no. how that works in the un in the uncocked position um yeah, there, there was a concern in development um, that, you know, if if we're going to get any pressure on that shroud, that that handle's going to fall out free, right? Because I, I can take it apart super easily, but it's the only... The bolt shroud is the part in the in the back that yeah, basically hides right the here. caulking piece. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so so the bolt shroud in the rear, rear of the bolt um, assembly there... Um, it's got like an interference. What, what we don't really have a name for it. There's like an interference nub. Well, yeah, we, we've got we've got a nub that's basically preventing that shroud from compressing. from advancing forward and compressing when it's yeah. in the uh, when it's in the uncocked position. It won't advance forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. you cannot if the bolt is closed, you cannot remove the bolt handle. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which but means if you're hiking around, you should you don't have to worry about this falling out. So that's what for that sure. would mean. Yeah. Yep. For you. So easy to take down, and it's going to stay together for you. It's not not a brazed interface on the bolt handle um, like you might have with Remington 700. Like we've got a lot of integrity back here um, and strength with that interface that we we designed. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's a really clever way to to put it in there, and there's there's virtually no play in that yeah, handle also, no. which feels amazing. And then that's a threaded bolt knob as that's, well. That's 516-24 threaded bolt knob. So interchange that with, with whatever you feel most comfortable with. We're pretty excited about this shape right now. Mm -hmm. um, pretty ergonomic for, for any, anybody using it. But 
anybody can feel free to to swap that out. I would so, say we went through a few iterations of that bolt knob. So we did, and, I, and, I and we, like we, landed we landed on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, a fine balance between like like grabbing being, it being easily, huge, and then also like wow, this is absurdly huge and in the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'd say our bolt handle is is pretty unique uh, design wise. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's, there? there's dovetail designs that are out there. There's some other ways to do it, but ultimately they're usually pinned in some mm-hmm. way. And so we're basically using the the tension that already exists in the firing pin to kind of hold it all together. Hold it all together. Yeah, yeah. which is pretty cool. Uh, Jared, what extractor are we using on that sucker? That is a M16 style extractor. So um, a standard 700 um, or and a lot of clones um, will actually use one that is a uh, piece of stamped steel um, that is extremely difficult to remove and then also um, I mean you basically have to replace it if you remove it. Um, they're uh, a little finicky and so we went with the M16 style which is similar to uh, the Vanguard and a few others. Um, it gives it a, a extru- it's just a, a great extractor. There's um, it's uh, large, so it's, it's got really you know mm-hmm. positive. If if you're hand loading and you maybe load it a little hot for some reason, and you have a, a tight tight case, it's going to give you a little more positivity and removal. Yeah, yeah, and then also it uh, it's it's really well designed. Uh, there's it's kind of uh, notorious issue with sometimes with having a uh, um, having the cases flip in some other actions where they'll actually not eject, but they'll flip around in the. Um, ejection port mm. and uh, this design actually does a really good job of holding of holding yeah. it and flipping out of the you know uh, giving a good surface to uh, flip it out of the gun so yep um, yeah really good design and then also it's um, you know held in there with a pin and a uh, has a spring underneath so really really great design and and uh, you know if ever needs to be replaced really easy to replace it, it, so. yeah not not complicated and, and what we have here we've got two common pins for both the ejector and the extractor on this um, just standard roll pins just yeah standard roll pins those would be interchangeable we're using the same pin on both of those um and you know all through testing with this thing the extraction has been phenomenal thousands of rounds through these guns um consistent extraction um that's yeah. awesome yeah it's been it's been great uh question would if uh there's some really nice aftermarket bolts would uh if somebody wanted to go that route with our action would it be compatible with the standard 700 bolt yes it should be Uh, obviously there'd be some head spacing that would need to be done uh, Uh if you're swapping your bolt out but um yeah so the i guess where i was going is the the lug lock up is is that's yep that's that's the common yeah that's that's common yeah on on your on your action and your your bolt there um that's that's a common interface there yeah raceway with the uh cutout and everything else is is standard 700 so that's one of the design features to be carried over where it's like this is important um it needs to be compatible with other bolts so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. So in our podcast last week, one thing that we did not talk about is something we have never done before at Weatherby, which is <laughs> we're going to be offering this as a builder's action, which we've we've never sold just a plain action like ever. So we're we're really excited to be able to offer this and and uh, basically, if you're watching this, it the the one we have is essentially in the white. It's unfinished, but uh, we're going to be coating them just black so there's corrosion protection if you're using a stainless steel barrel you're going to need to drop a trigger in pick your stock 
get your barrel. If it's pre-chambered, you're going to need the headspace, but you're going to have to headspace it either way. Yep. And uh, thread your barrel on. We'll ship it with a um, recoil lug, which is what you're going to be using to headspace on a 700. Uh, and, yeah, you're off to the races. Trigger fitment is... Standard 700. Um, so. But it, uh, because we have the bolt release in the side of the receiver, oh yeah, we yep. don't need a trigger that has a bolt release built into the trigger. Mm-hmm. That's right, and that's that's actually kind of a cool feature. So um, it's a pretty uncommon, uh, you know, a breakage, but it, it does happen. Is on a standard seven hundred, all of the force and impact of the bolt striking um, the bolt stop is actually transferred to that front pin. So what you can actually have happen is you can have that actually shear off um, in the, uh, you know, have that pin shear off, and then you actually end up getting a bolt in the face whenever you're cycling it. Is so that bad? That's, that's not, <laughs> it's not preferable. So, But th- this design is going to avoid that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, the standard models do tr- ship with a trigger tech trigger, so um, that's, that's a premium. And then uh, we actually worked with trigger tech on, on like, the optimal – sear to uh, cocking piece interface yep. right yep. so yeah they're, they're awesome to deal with and we've been using the mark 5 trigger for almost four years now and it's been phenomenal i don't think we've had a single issue that i'm aware of and now that i say that I'm <laughs> not yeah. wood, but, <laughs> they're uh, they're great i love them but that that, that trigger is going to be adjustable two and a half to four pounds um yeah awesome uh before I get too far away from the builder's action, yeah. Cerakoted black, like I said, our MSRP on that action is going to be $749, which is that's pretty darn good like value. Pretty good deal. Yeah. So if you look in the overall action market, uh, there's very, very, very few that are sub a thousand. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this price point, it's essentially already finished. You get a fluted bolt, threaded handle, like everything except for a trigger, basically, and you're ready to roll. Yeah, and then going going into maybe a little bit of detail on the builder's action. So we've got we've got a long and short um, action. Uh, we'll have one sixteen sixteen threads on the front here, so it'll be compatible with any of your Remington seven hundred barrels, uh, aftermarket barrels, and then one sixteen one sixteen. One, one and one sixteen. One sixteen. Gotcha. Sixteen. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a, that's hard to say. <laughs> barrel thread um and then uh we've got standard magnum bolt face for for short and long for short and long at uh at our launch because we're not going to have a magnum short action right in our initial initial lineup we'll only have the standard bolt face in the short action but we will do magnum and standard in the long action so yeah another cool thing about like the builders actions too so um, you know, like, cause you'll see like 700, a lot, you know, a really common thing is to take a 700 or just the action and build off that. But, um, a lot of the advantages you get with a 307. So, um, uh, it's, you know, drilled, broached, and then hardened. Um, and then after that, after it's hardened, you have all the machining done, all the machining ops done to it. So, um, although, yeah, it's going to like cause more tool wear on the manufacturing side, what it does is it gives you an extremely um, straight action that does not that's not super warping. consistent. Yeah, super yeah. consistent. As opposed to um, other manufacturers will 
do all the machining ops and then harden it. And what you end up with is a very slight banana. There's, of, of there's a, movement. you yeah. yeah. With the ejection port, you're, you're changing how that thing's going to bend consistently. Yeah. If you're watching the video, what happens is you have a lot of steel here, not much steel there on the uh, ejection side. And then, uh, basically it, it warps it as you, uh, heat treat. So that's a cool thing where you don't really, I, you know, I don't think we've measured it for blueprinting, but it's basically what you would end up if you blueprinted. Yeah. A it's a near, nearly a, we're not saying that, but it, yeah. it kind of is nearly, <laughs> <laughs> nearly perfect. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about on the builder's action. It, uh, Oh, did we talk about, we talked about the threaded bolt knob. No, we're there. That, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited because it's just going to be a great platform and starting point for, for builders. And then it's a market that's been pretty hard to come by. I know a lot of the custom guys have gone to the Tikas because for a while you, and, and still today, you can't really find a standard, just 700 builders action. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, this is going to be very easy to work on for the, uh, custom gun guys. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that we're going to be offering it. I know what it was. There's one thing that's bothering me. There is also an available accessory for this. Uh, we've got a pick rail that's pretty clever, I thought. Uh, it's it's called the, the J-Rail. The J-Rail. I wonder who that's named and after. And <laughs> the namesake of the J-Rail is our very own J-Rod. Jared, uh, would you please tell us about the J-Rail? Alrighty. So, yeah, so it... We, we mount dozens, if not hundreds of scopes, like regularly. Like it's just like, we're always switching all the scopes time. all the time. All the time. We're swapping scopes. We're doing all sorts of stuff. And a kind of trend in the optics realm is that, uh, to put really big, like ocular lenses that have you know, ocular housings that have like big magnification rings. And they're we, easier to twist. They're it's a easier good to thing. twist. Yeah, they're great. And they, <laughs> and they also are extremely uh, difficult to have not hit your mounts. So basically on a rail, if you have a pick rail that goes across the whole way, you have one, you have two options. You have mounted up way too high to adjoin, uh, um, to clear, to clear that magnification ring or mount it behind, um, Further back, further than bar, you want. further back than you want, then then is optimal for your eye relief to clear that clear it that way. So, what we did is we designed a cut in the back that basically eliminates that. Um, I've never, out of all my years mounting scopes, I've never had to mount a mount that far back. And I thought, oh man, we should just literally cut that out, and then it would like solve 99% of our problems there. So. so Jared's idea was to remove the, basically the last two teeth on the pick rail. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that way you still get the advantage of the pick rail where you can move your mounts up and down. You can take them off easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you don't have the clearance issues. Yeah. And, um, Jared did a great job getting the ejection port to line up like darn near perfect with the, uh, the underside of the pick rail for that J rail. So whenever you said I did that, yeah, I'm, I'm taking credit for hundred percent of something I didn't do. But that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, I think it was your idea. So you, you did it. You oh, may okay. have not been yeah, the one I, that I like, birthed yeah. the like, idea. Yeah. And then I mean, you got to just credit where credit's due, Jared. Okay. He was, 
So Jared's also like the, one of the most humble guys that ever, and for sure that works here. And we're like, what are we going to call it? And we're like, we're going to call it the Jared. And he's like, no, we're not. I'm like, then it's the J rail. And that's where the name came from. Yeah. Even the product code starts with a J. Yeah, it does which is kind of cool. <laughs> he's turning <One> red. <laughs> I'm always red. It doesn't count. <laughs> uh, all right, that's, so that's a builder's action. Um, the the J Rail is an available accessory. Mm-hmm. You can get that on the website. Um, also, the uh, there's two models in the 307 lineup at launch: the Range XP, which we have here on the table, and the Alpine MDT that uses that uh, MDT Hunt 26 chassis. That Alpine MDT will come with the J Rail on it. Yes. The Range XP does not. So you can get one or whatever other. Um, full cylindrical 700 style mounts that you're that you want uh egw makes some great mounts tally uh you name it there's lots Mm -hmm. lots and lots of available for these so uh let's talk about a little bit more about the individual models so uh tyler give me give me a little rundown on the range xp yeah so the range xp features the action that we just talked about um cool thing on this is it's got a vertical grip stock on it that features an adjustable comb and adjustable length of pull. So pretty much getting a custom fit. So pretty cool on that that feature. It also features a drop bag. Drop box a drop mag. bag? Yeah, I love <laughs> drop bags. Uh, <laughs> a drop box mag from Magpul. So something that we haven't really done before. Um, and then that, you know, the... Which is which is a Wyoming company. Which, which is, is Wyoming. Which is so, really cool that, yeah. uh, like, it's just keeping it in Wyoming. Yeah. You know, and then, super uh, populous state. It's got dual front <laughs> swivel studs, so you can put a bunch of different attachments on it. So. Awesome. pods, slings, all the fun stuff. Yeah. So since it does use the Magpul bottom metal, it's using Magpul mags. Um, so there's options. Uh, Your AICS ma- standard mags, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was just with the uh, Hush guys this weekend, and I was talking to Logan, uh, Casey Butler's brother. He's like, man, the first thing that Casey did was get a 10-round mag for, for, <laughs> for his 308. For the, for the 308, I was yeah. like, all right, good on you. That's cool. So, yeah, short and long. And, uh, yeah, um, MSRP of 1199 Yeah. So, so the, these are going to be pretty much retail for 1100 bucks, And that's a lot of features. Brake, spiral fluted, spiral fluted bolt, removable bolt handle, adjustable stock. It's got all the things. Yeah, and the trigger tech trigger comes standard. And a trigger that's tech not, trigger. It's not an upgrade, so it's pretty cool that that's in our in our eleven ninety nine uh, model. That barrel contour too is like that is it's perfection. So it's <laughs> in, in, <laughs> who, who mind, thought of that barrel medium. contour, Jared? Uh, <laughs> the product. It's the J barrel. <laughs> you are you're still being humble. Huh? I, it was it was product development collectively. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the barrel itself is, um, so it'll f- fit obviously 700 style, um, mag sporter actions. Um, so it's, it's kind of in between our two and three, mm-hmm. um, on the Weatherby side, if you're familiar with that. So it's like a really nice, uh, in between like a hunting style and range style. Like it, it's not too light, not too heavy. It's kind of that perfect middle ground. And, um, and then also from. 16 to 26 inches if you ever chop your barrel down which would be um, hard since we flute them but yeah, yeah. but, I, but you could, could, could be so. done but it's actually from yeah 26 to 16 inches it's actually the exact same diameter even though you, i mean you can't tell from looking at it so it's really nice from you know just brake fitment thread cap fitment everything else yeah 
Yep. Yep. It's awesome. One one and a half uh, 24 threads on the, the muzzle thread. 28 thread on. Mm-hmm. One and a half 28 muzzle thread on the end there. Mm-hmm. The muzzle. Uh, Jared, what you got on the Alpine MDT? Um, so I was not really a chassis fan until mm-hmm. I picked up the MDT. Uh, I'm in this 26. boat as well. <laughs> I We have shot a lot of chassis guns. We've played with a lot of them. And I always just say, like, ah, I don't know. I'd just rather go with the regu- regular stock. And that is until the Hunt 26 came around. Mm-hmm. It is just awesome. So, um, yeah, it's a magnesium. Um, so, like, uh, the action itself is, is magnesium. So you have, like, you know, what you're torquing against and everything else. And then you have basically carbon fiber everywhere else. So the grip the buttstock and the forend is carbon fiber. So the front has like M-lock, you know, built in the carbon fiber. It has Arca built in the carbon fiber. It's just really well thought out and it is, uh, and it's folding, which is super cool. So I, I, I love the integrated Arca rail. Like basically the entire foregrip is, mm-hmm. is Arca. Um, I don't always run a camera, but when I do, it's got Arca rail on the camera. So I've got a tripod already that's, using that same mount and there was more than one hunt last year where i'm like taking the camera out of the tripod drop the gun in there clamp it down and it's like rock solid and because it runs the whole length of the foregrip you can you can clamp like right in front of the magazine mm-hmm. and it's not quite the center of gravity of the gun but it's close enough that even on a lightweight tripod it holds it really steady yeah. it's pretty awesome yeah. the downside to me on a lot of tripods when you have pick rail just way at the front of the foregrip is mm-hmm. It's all the weights lever- in the yeah, back, it's just and it's just trying down. to, yeah. it's just trying to, like tilt back. So you can kind of fix that with with this stock. It's sweet. Yeah. There's also a QD mounts front and rear. Mm-hmm. QD mounts um, and swivel studs. And swivel, and studs. swivel studs. It's got, and it's also adjustable. So your your cheek riser is adjustable. Your length of pulls adjustable. I think it's like twelve and a half or wait, twelve and a half, thirteen and a half. I believe that's correct. On uh, length of pull, and then uh, yeah. And it's usually, so like, I think what it makes it really unique too is that on chassis, you either have something that's really lightweight and minimalistic, which basically means it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Or you have really heavy ones that have all the features and they can do all sorts of fun stuff, but it's a boat anchor. And this is like the perfect balance of like, has everything you need, nothing you, well, it might have something you you don't use on it, but it doesn't matter because it's super lightweight. (laughs) It's still so light. And if you needed it to be heavier, you can add weights and all that good stuff. Yeah. So that's what I was about to say is usually we're looking at things through a hunting lens. Um, This, the whole idea of this um, 307 action was we've got maybe the best hunting action already with the Weatherby Mark V, the, the 54 degree bolt lift is, I mean, I still, I still like it's, it's awesome. We actually, we tried early on, I think even before you got here, Ryan, we tried to do like a 54 or 60 degree lift on, on this and ended up just punting because we couldn't do it better. We could actually only do it worse than the Mark five. And then you you lose some of the smoothness when you're trying to do um, that much work on a, basically a two or three lug design instead of our nine or six lug. And it just, it just, the bolt lift felt terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. And so uh, the whole, all the way through this development cycle, we've been like, okay, let's take off our just straight up hunting hat a little bit and think a little bit more yeah. just about, you know, PRS and NRL and just going to the range, which historically is probably not where Weatherby has lived because we make really, really big Magnum cartridges that um, 
are probably less enjoyable. You're not going to take your 460 to the range for, you know, a hundred round session. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be very fun, but this, this gun is more about doing that. So there's a lot of non Weatherby cartridge offerings in this lineup. You're going to see some stuff you've never seen before, like PRCs. You're going to see uh, maybe a 28 Nosler, which is yeah. a little different, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, we're it's 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 very different for Weatherby. It's a different mindset. So what, what I was going to say on the chassis is, we've historically been like chassis are just too heavy. Why would you carry a 14 pound gun with you out in the field? Mm-hmm. Uh, that Hunt 26 chassis, like it it solves that. It's so light. Plus the the butt folds. And so you could put the whole gun like in your pack, like in the bag part of your pack. It's pretty, pretty awesome. And then we've got some heavy chassis here that we've been playing with too. That are that are pretty sweet. They're fun for range shooting. They're really fun yeah. for range yeah. shooting. I don't, I don't want to do the shoulder damage of carrying a fourteen pound gun uh, on a on a seven mile backcountry hunt one way. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, both of these are going to be awesome. You mentioned NRL, man, the factory class. Like you're going to be able to compete in factory class with these rifles and you're going to get the adjustable cheek piece and length of pull. Like that's pretty cool for a factory. Ready to roll. Yeah. Ready to roll. Um, One thing on the MDT is the magazines are slightly different uh, than the Range XP in that uh, they are polymer MDT mag is what they'll ship with and they're a flush fit. So they're a little Mm -hmm. smaller. The uh, Magpul mags are going to be five rounders and the MDTs, I believe, are three yep so uh and then the long action mdt mag is like super long it's like a 3850 yeah Yeah. so it'll it's like the longer size so um it's a little bit different fitment not necessarily a standard aics so man i'm super excited about the model 307 in general is there anything that i'm missing here other than how awesome it is i think the cool (laughs) and kind of wrapping up the action though it is you know pretty open but it's uniquely still weatherby which i appreciate of like being able and finding a problem and going and fixing some of those things so yeah i think i think one of the things that's like in weatherby's core values is just like quality fit and finish like uh over the years i mean it started with roy and the wood and Mm -hmm. like the really cool diamonds in the wood that just like nobody was doing that still to this day nobody has really done anything like that on a production level the actions and their fitment with the nine and six lug action they're, they're just kind of little miniature engineering marvels, and I think we took that same attention to detail and, and put it into this Model 307, and uh, there's going to be people, I've been kind of preparing Adam <laughs> for uh, this, this like, the hardcore Weatherby fans are probably going to be like, oh my gosh, you guys are selling out. There's just, you're just, you're doing it different. You're doing it wrong. There's no Monte Carlo stock, and um, we still have the Mark V lineup. It's not going anywhere. Uh, we're going to continue to build that out and add stuff and do more innovations on the Mark V platform, uh, but this is this is a different customer set altogether. It's a different, it's a totally different animal. And uh, for I, I think one of the things I was talking to Adam about is like we've we've we do well with the Mark V, but we're not like the biggest company in the world. I think doing stuff like this Model 307 is going to give us the ability to continue to do even more things in a, mm. in the Mark V and other lineups. So. Uh, the move to Wyoming has been really good for us. We're far from done. Yeah. And it really just follows that weathery footstep of like being purpose built. I mean, Roy had a reason why he wanted to build a Mark V. So he wanted wanted that Magnum performance. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is, this is purpose built for a different purpose than the Vanguard and the Mark V. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, is there, uh, 
Well, I, I just this more personal question. Mm-hmm. What, what's been your like favorite part of this whole whole process? I mean, just just getting to see the gun through, um, shooting thousands of rounds through a gun's pretty fun. Um, getting a lot of range times, always fun. Um, you're you're uh you. You're even if it you're does my shoulder military in, guy, yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, Marines, Marines, yeah, yeah. Uh, reserves, yeah, reserves. Now. Still, yeah. still yep. active, still, still in reserves. Yeah, which is awesome. Yep. Thank you for that service. Yep. Thank uh, you. Do you get to shoot much in the Marines still? Yeah, we still get to shoot, but not on the officer side so much. But um, yeah, so it's, it's so fun. coming out here and shooting and, and doing a little more. Yeah, technical shooting has been fun, and uh, this thing's shooting really well. So I don't, I don't think we're gonna have any problem holding that sub MOA guarantee. Um, with this guy no we had um some range time last week with some of the first short actions like some of our sample guns that are going to riders and some of our partners and like the the 308s were like same whole gun (laughs) like really 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 good like almost too good (laughs) that's that's what i was getting ready to go on a hunt and adam's like did you see the chart on your gun that that set up there it's like better not miss (laughs) yeah that is kind of the downside is what with our Ailer system in the basement when uh, when you get ready for a hunt and, like, you just got this, like, clover leaf of a pattern and you're like, well, I'm not going to be able to blame the gun now. <laughs> it's like, well, I fell down a mountain and scope had it got bumped or something. Yeah. So. Jared, what's been your favorite part of this? Thing? Oh, man. Um, so as someone who kind of just geeks out on guns, I've never, you know, like, I, I always look at something, like, I look at something on the store shelf and be like, oh, man, that's a cool feature, but, man, I wish they didn't do this or do that. <clears throat> I think it's just been able to, like, just make a, just make a list of everything that is desirable and, like, a good idea and just incorporate it into, like, one, like, awesome action. So, um, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. It's just, like, there's so many things on that thing that are just like, I'm like, man, there's, this is a small detail that no one will ever know unless you like really dug in, yeah, but, I'm, way but, deep. It, but it just makes yeah. me excited inside. Jared, so, Jared's sleeping really well at night. Just like thinking about all those details. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's great. Like I, like, uh, even just like, oh man, like probably geeking out like way too far. Um, but like, just like how you would put in pins, like into the, uh, into the uh, um, bolt release, like you know, a lot of them do them from the top down. I'm like, ah, oh, don't don't do it that way. You can scratch the action, and then you have to refinish it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, put it from the other side. So like, there's a lot of little just things, little bitty things, little like bitty that. Fi- things that like from you know, um, being in Mark V, being in Vanguard, and doing all sorts of things where I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool if we did this. So from a manufacturing side, it makes me yeah. excited, and then also too, just from an end user point, like it's just jam packed full features. Really that is. are that are really really awesome. So, what about you, Tyler? I think so. This is kind of my my three hundred seven story. Is when I came on last summer. Obviously, through the interview process, I didn't know that three hundred seven was a thing yet. And then mm-hmm. it was like day. I two. think I remember telling yeah. you, like, we got some cool new stuff in the works. Yeah. And then it was like day two, and it was uh, Adam's like, "Hey, did you hear about the giant launch that we <laughs> that we have? Probably, you know, we haven't launched an action in fifty years, and it's like so, being able to work with the." the marketing team and put together, I guess what you guys saw a launch of last week working with our partners and stuff is, is pretty fun. So it is really fun. Yeah. And, and I, I, for me, like it's kind of just all rolled up. Um, it's, it's been, I'm, I love product development. Like I wear a couple hats here at Weatherby and, um, my historically, the majority of my career has been in product development, uh, ran some, some products random started in like a, 
nail, nail guns and air compressors. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, it's still in guns, just different projectiles. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the whole process of like the trial and error and the iterations. And I remember uh, sitting in a meeting downstairs with Ryan, actually, and we're sitting there like trying to figure out this tool-free takedown. And there was like six or seven designs. And it just had this like light bulb moment. And I was like, I lean over to Ryan you hadn't been here super, super no, long. No, no, that, that was point. I was probably only here a month at that point. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, hey, what if we did this? And he's like kind of quiet for a second, and he goes, that's super simple, and it would totally work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's working great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's just really fun, like when you kind of just have a light bulb moment, and you're like, when, when the simplest solution is also like the best, like that's, oh, there's yeah. a lot of way to solve stuff, like, like, uh, I've got a BMW motorcycle and I've like taken some parts off of it to, to put another part on. And you're like, you need like 17 specialty tools and like the end results really cool, but golly, they make it hard. Sometimes it's like over-engineered. And I feel like this is just a really good blend of like simplicity, but for a purpose and not, not to cut corners, but just to try to make it the best way. And I'm pretty excited with where we landed. So I think that's it. I mean, Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you got, uh, if this piqued your interest at all, go to weatherby.com. There's a, there should be a 307 uh, pull down where you can find out more about the Range XP, the Alpine MDT, and there should be a little subheading for the builder's action. And uh, we're going to set a limited quantity from the beginning on those builder's actions. And then when those are gone, we're going to build some guns out of our remaining receivers. But um, as we get caught up through the summer, into the fall we're gonna do our best to be shipping builders actions and on that page we'll we'll uh maintain what our lead times are so if you're curious about what that looks like go check it out